You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here at the back table of the Comedy Cellar. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of the Comedy Cellar. Next to me is the handsome Mr. Daniel Natterman. Hello, Dan. I heard you got right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that your Chris Rock invitation? Yeah, it's as best as I can do it. Do your Maya Angelou. Angelou. I don't know. Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> <laughs> We are joined by Gary Goldman. I'm not an impression. Who the New York Times called one of the greatest, one of the country's strongest comedians. Oh. I should, by the way, I should interject. They call them that in the crossword section. <laughs> it was six down, a six-letter oh, word for one of the country's strongest great. comedians. Thank you. That's great. Uh, uh, Gary Goldman, uh, one of the strongest comedians, has three TV specials and has sold out theaters throughout the country. He may be seen regularly at Les Cellar del Comedy. And um, Periel Ashambrand, as I said. Uh, is a mom, uh, and no. she's our, produ- <laughs> she's she's our, our producer. <laughs> she's a producer. She uh, she writes a, a, a monthly or so, so something like that column for Tablet Magazine, which is oh, I uh, read the Jewish Bible. Yeah. Uh, well, say, uh, hello. Hi. And she's our producer and Booker and uh, okay, that's it. So we have uh, Gary Goldman here. Well, who- I, I wanted to have Gary on because. It seems to me that 2019 might be the year of Goldman. The year of the, year <laughs> of the Goldman. It, no, uh, 18 was the year of the Goldman, I think. It's well, all I downhill don't know. from here. Uh, yeah. 19 is, is starting off positively, and, and mainly I wanted to talk about uh, Noam. You might have noticed on Twitter. I know, no, Noam, you're sort of absent on Twitter. I, you have an account, but you don't use it. No, I don't use it. And in fact, Noam Noam's doesn't even have a picture on his Twitter uh, account. It's just, the you know, the... Comedy Cellar the, the logo? Default, no, no, it's just no. the default oh, really? picture. Oh, really? Just a space for a picture. Oh. No, it's not a space. It's like that silhouette of a person. Yeah. Oh, man. No wonder why you don't have time to fix the Wi-Fi. There's Is the Wi-Fi still not working? It's not that great. All right, let's cut the show right now. <laughs> take care of this. No, but you don't even have time to put in a picture for your... Oh, that's you need right. an assistant. Do you have an assistant? I'm By af- the way, before- I'm afraid they can't keep a secret. Go ahead. Peril, but oh, wow. <laughs> let's not, we got to talk also about the uh, fat black pussycat at this time. If we could, just so I don't forget, if you wouldn't mind, because uh, I know no, Gary had Perry, I'll take yeah. a memo. Uh, <laughs> get your but, pad. But Gary, they have me. They don't need anything. Gary, else. Oh, I, see, I see what's going on here. Gary has started doing on Twitter and Instagram, uh, uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, he started doing his comedy tips, and he does them once a day. Yes, and they've sort of become a, a sort of a cult following. Would you say? Yeah, I would say a cult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but a benign cult, not one of these cults not that, a death that'll cult. eventually. No, oh, you I haven't like, told okay. them what you want them to do yet. You're just no. you're, 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 <laughs> I'm grooming them, <laughs> you're in the and then stages. and then eventually they'll do they'll do my bidding. <laughs> Don't you know the five stages of cult? Well, they, uh, they, they are doing your bidding, Gary, because your bidding is right, right, and right. Yeah, and be original. Manson right. didn't lead with the murders. <laughs> <laughs> You don't open with the murders. You, don't you build with the slowly to the murders. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what are what, so? Do you do once a day? You said. Yeah, one a day. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was my my New Year's resolution. And what pushed you into doing into giving trade secrets out for free? I, I have to be honest with you. 
There might be something subconscious going on, but it was just a, a really strong cup of coffee on December 31st that suddenly I had a lot of energy, and I said to my, my partner, girlfriend, future wife, Sade... Are you engaged? No, but I'm huh. moving towards that slowly. Slowly. Take your time. Yeah. And uh, I said... Rush me. I said I was... I said, do you, what do you think if people would think if I, if I sent out a tip every day in, on Twitter... She said, I think the people would, would love it. Can you read and some samples? you have any favorite Goldman? They're, they're so generous. Well, I was going to oh. ask Gary. What, oh, what you don't it? have to. I was going to ask Gary. No, they're Gary. great. Read a few. If there was only one tip I could give, it would be to listen to your sets after you perform them and transcribe them and, and try to add things to them. But they're yeah, also that's, all... Apparently, apparently that's what Tracy Morgan does. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, do you worry that you're giving away the store? <laughs> no, because my my theory is that about 11 people will actually act on them, and if they act on them, then they deserve them, because no, it's no. A, I don't do anything it's for you. It's deeper than that, Gary, actually. Can I tell you something? So years ago, okay. my Bob Engelhardt owns Panchitos on the block. You know Panchitos? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have an employee or manual or whatever it was, and my father said, well, you could take hours. Oh. And Ava, <laughs> his wife, went crazy. I spent out. What are you going to do? Like, why would you help a competitor? And he's like, it doesn't matter. He, he can, you can give him all the manuals in the world. Right. You have to have the talent. Really? Yeah. And, and meaning, like, you could tell anybody the tips. That's, that's actually not valuing what makes you a great comic. You came to those tips by pattern recognition of what you were doing that work, but you can't make somebody a great comic by No, but by it's about putting them. the work in. I don't yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's about putting the work in. Marginally, you can make them a better comic. You can make them a better hack, perhaps, perhaps, but I, I you know. So jaded. Well, you yeah. can. No. Wow, that's rather cynical. It's not I jaded. Think no, it's not cynical. Because it's actually, I, I believe in talent. I'm not going to say I have I have no talent. No, no, but, no, but I, I wasn't like this, this hilarious man who was quick-witted and... and well, I don't know if that's true either. But I think what I, after reading a lot of them in preparation for this, was like, <laughs> wow. Like, as a writer myself, the, part of writing is really sitting down. It doesn't mean you're going to be a good writer. Like, you have yeah. to be funny and talented anyway, right? Right. But that's not enough. No. No, it's Exa not enough. Exactly. We know so See? many talented people who put didn't put in the in the effort. See? I agree with Noam in so far as I think these tips can are helpful and they can they can take you a little further and perhaps they can make you a competent comic. Okay. But to way. make you a well, let right, me just right, finish right, my right, thought. Right, they right. can make you a competent comic, but I don't think they can make you Gary Goldman. <laughs> Well, that's, listen, and mu music is a good analogy. Like, you can, you, you're a guitar teacher. You can teach people tips, significant tips about music, but you know who takes them and runs with it? The people with talent. Okay. You know, they, they, it, they, it, like, to them, they're like, oh, and, it, oh and, and it's like an insight and an epiphany to them, and then, and then they internalize it immediately. But, it yeah. does, but you can't make a, a good guitar player by giving a bunch of tips. You can't. Right, but I, I remember seeing an interview with, with Steve Martin on the BBC that really stuck with me. He said, uh, because people always refer to him as a genius, and he's touched and all this, and he says, I'm not a, a genius. If I, if I have any genius, it's my obsession. I'm obsessed with these, these things, and I, I think obsession can translate into, into success and accomplishments. And well, I do agree. I think, I, you know, you know, trial and error. Yeah. Like, they talked about just music. I just saw an article, but it, it, it was right. Like they, They're going back and seeing all these Beatles demos. 
and like the Paul McCartney demos, like the first demo of like a Hey Jude, it's ex it's Hey Jude exactly. Really? Back to the na 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 the whole thing. But the John Lennon demos are all over the place. There's different sections. They cut, like the words are like, and the and the writer described John Lennon as more of a trial and error composer. Yeah. And I said, you know, that does really seem right, but it's a legit creative process. Yes. You know, not everybody yes. operates the same way. Heuristic, right? Isn't that the word? H-U-H-E-U-R-I-S. Let me read one of these and, and, and I want to ask Gary how he applies it in his own act. You say, if you want to make a joke denser yeah. and deeper, yes. uh, do some research on the topic. Right. Would you like me to read this in my own voice or would, would, is there a particular voice you prefer? In Gary Goldman's voice. I'd I don't, like but you to I read don't do it as Tracy Morgan. <laughs> You want to make a joke denser. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> you, you want. <laughs> and deeper. You got to do some research. <laughs> you will find inside a perspective that you hadn't thought of. <laughs> Spend an hour or two to add a minute to a good joke. That's a bargain. <laughs> Very good, Dan. Thank you. You didn't see the physical part of that. It was great. So, um, so you, you, I'll, I'll just summarize. You, you talk about doing research. To make a joke. Right. Can you give us an example from your own yes, act? Yes, I can give you, you an example. From an, okay, so I started one night downstairs at the cellar, which, which is a great lab. And I had this thing about Chris Pine being in Wonder Woman and in Star, Star, Trek? Star Trek in the same year. And then the line was just basically, uh, and yet you walk by a person on every every street corner and they don't have they don't have shoes it was it was that simple and it would get a good laugh occasionally and then i was like this is not that it's not worth trying out over again and, I, and then i did a i just read the wikipedia page for chris pine and it said that he was agnostic and then i wrote like five or six minutes on on me believing in god with very little oh that's especially great at the time and him not believing in God with all these gifts and how infuriating it was. <laughs> and, yet, and yet God rewarded him. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. that's a lot like our dear friend, Mr. Noam Dorman, who, 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 who mocks the very notion of God. <laughs> and, and yet he cannot help but, uh, but succeeding here at the Comedy Cellar. Right, but I think I'm, I'm, I may be on the Pascal Wager side of, of my, my religiosity in that I, I feel like I have nothing to lose by believing in God. And, yes, and but you know, the, I read the book by, uh, what's his name, that famous atheist, Richard Dawkins? Oh, yeah, I read that, too. Pascal's Wager, yeah. for those who don't know the what God that is. The God Delusion? The God Delusion, yeah. yeah. So Pascal's Wager means you might as well believe in God because you have nothing to lose by believing in God. Right. Richard Dawkins posited the, the, the notion that what if there's a God that wants you to think for yourself? Right. And then you're punished because you just believed without... without um, Without logic and evidence, and, and you get and you get to heaven and say, "I'd love to let you in," but actually, I'm a god that wanted you all to think for yourselves, and there yeah. was no evidence to believe in me. Right. So down you go. Yeah. So that's sort of but Pascal's another, wager in in yeah. in, in, in right. verse. There's another French philosopher who I <laughs> well, that's what Dawkins. I thought it was an interesting. No, I think it's just a guy who like, I admire. The pig or vermin? You have to call the herd. Like, why why are you letting the pigs? Well, you have to eat the pigs, you idiot. Go ahead. Uh, Albert Camus, who said, "I'd rather go through life." Believing in God and die to find out there isn't, then go through life not believing in God and die and find out there is. So that that's another. But of course, one can say they believe in God, but to really believe in God is is not something you can choose. I don't think. I mean, I've I've struggled. I'd, obviously, I'd want to believe in. I God. I go in and out, or I've gone in and out over my over my life. But I, there's also a, 
a very good chance that we're all in a computer simulation. I keep coming back to that. There's not a good chance of that, Gary. I heard one philosopher say there's only a one in a billion chance that we're not. <laughs> so, Do you want oh, to, that must be true. I'll, gi I'll give you a, a... How did he calculate those odds? Well, my proof is frame stores. Frame stores, go ahead. Yes, okay. So... This is amazing, by the way. You never go in them <laughs> until you go in them you, because we don't frame that much. But <laughs> when you do go in them, they're so ridiculously overpriced that you say, well, I'm never coming in here again. And I think it points to the laziness of the, of the coder who puts a frame store in every strip mall because he, he doesn't want to put anything like creative a, in there. It's a generic loop of... Uh, <laughs> yes, of yes. Like on, on when you're watching a Flintstones episode, animation was so expensive, Fred would run by the same painting of a dinosaur <laughs> over and over again because they didn't want to pay animators to, to do the background. And so I think frame stores are that, that painting of, of this computer simulation we're in. And then the, the people who work in the frame store, who they had to design and everything, they just go back to working at a place where, the, where it's actually affordable and good value, which a Starbucks or a... So let me ask you a question. If, if we are in a computer simulation... Yes. <laughs> what are the odds that the simulator made all the races equal? <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, like, if you, want, if you want to go there, like, really? Well, if, if this is somebody's idea of fun, like a simulation, why would they, why would they have any thought about, like, egalitarian and, and all people should be created equal and, and stereotypes won't be true? Maybe it's all true. But it's all part of the simulation, yeah. and we're fighting although, it. Although I read a tablet article saying that the Jewish nose was a myth. I don't know if you I didn't write. That. I didn't write that one. Okay. It, well, that it, was in it, the fiction. I didn't know they did fiction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm beginning to believe this simulation. They're looking at the schnozzles at this table. Uh, guy, I wanted you, can I ask, one, one of the yeah, tips of I, I questioned you on ever so slightly, and oh, only and, to provoke but, but, discussion. But let me just tell you that my, my, my self-esteem, my ego is so fragile that if you question my tips, I... I and it wasn't even questioning. I, I wouldn't even qualify it as questioning your <laughs> yeah. tip. I fly I, into a rage. How dare you? <laughs> I appreciate that. And I deleted the, 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 the tweet that I tweeted back. And again, I was only trying to uh, deepen the discussion. Sure, of course. But you had of tipped course. about not... I, I believe it was based on a, a famous... Right? Was it Orwell or, or Fitzgerald? Or Orwell's idioms and metaphors? Yes. Oh, so yeah, what, yeah, what is oh, that if you could just, uh, that tip? Never, never use an idiom or figure of speech that you've seen in print. That was Orwell's first rule for effective writing. Give me an example. Oh, can you think of an example? Well, I'm I'm trying to think like a like a like leading a horse to water or 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 something like that. Like within your act, you should try to be more creative than something you've read before. And original, you also yeah. Say. So so yeah. finish your thought. But we talked about this. Actually. I countered. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of don't use obvious metaphors that you've seen before. But certain figures of speech we use, they're part of the English language. They're Fixed expressions like yeah, um, it was the last straw. Right, right. That that I see is okay because if you said sure, now, no. In French, by the way, they say yes. it was the drop of water that made the vase overflow instead yeah. of the last the straw oh, that broke the camel's back. Terrific. How do you say that in French? Say uh, it in French. It's it's a nice de de la vase. Oh, I love it. It's too long. Sounds better in but, French. Sounds better in French. Good fellas. Yes. But if we said in English, if I said to you, or if I said on stage. Man, you know, my, my old lady was nagging me, and that was just the fucking last drop of water that made the vase overflow. Do you see that you proved my point there? Yeah, that was good. This is so funny. This is so original. 
And you got it because you didn't use a layup of a of a well, figure I used, of speech. Well, I used another layup, a figure of speech in another but country. Nobody, 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 nobody knows that. You, went into, you no. went into an original idea, and 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 I guess that's the underlying uh, truth of, the, or or my point of that tweet is that it's it's yeah use it but you're not gaining anything and you're not adding anything but, but to wouldn't the, the audience be like what the fuck is he art? talking about no, the draw i understand no. that and, it was and so, by the way it was the so interesting the first time somebody said straw that broke the camel's back oh that packed a wallop I yes mean, wallop. but, not, but that was orwell's point that they've, <laughs> lo- they've lost all impact yeah so we've talked about this because like i during this whole ilhan omar thing i didn't want to use the word tropes like you just like trope 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 trope, trope. like trope, yeah when did like, trope become so yeah, commonplace yeah, it's like we used to say it's like and i'm and i have this allergy to people and there's a lot of like conflate is a word you hear all the time like you just people or or let's unpack this like there's all and i'm like anytime or you start gaslighting yes, yes. yes. unpack yeah. yes and in some ways it's not fair because it's a perfectly good word or the concept may yeah. be accurate but you just start Been becoming ruined. generic yes. when you start Absolutely. using the same word be Absolutely. clever yes. make an image because you know what yes. gary everything is entertainment whether you're writing an, a, a dry scholarly essay or on TV or have guests to dinner, yes. it's entertainment. And part yes. of entertainment is not being fucking predictable. Absolutely. Everything yeah. in life. And, you got to flair. And also, that one, one of your tips is the, the sounds of words. So like oh, the, oh, they the, matter, yeah. Yeah, and so one of them is the word Buick is funnier than <laughs> Nissan, yeah. which is really true and I think, yeah. again, makes you think about each the, the economy of your yeah. word This choice. is where talent, I think, comes in. Because I think certain people can hear, they just hear it in their head, a funnier rhythm. I mean, there's certain rules, like the K sound, as sure. it's been said, is funny or whatever. Uh, and maybe that's a rule that, that anyone can follow. But I think in a more general sense, um, certain people can hear that rhythm and hear, just know what's funny intrinsically. Right. And other people just ain't never going to get it. But, Never going to get it. But I, on and Vogue. But I think that I can do it on the fly now, and I can do it on stage because I've done it so many thousands of times. But initially, I had to do these things the way I'm saying to do them in in the tips, well, so that I I can choose a word. But also sometimes you're I saying- actually do trial and error. The heuristic approach, <laughs> and and try different words and 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 syllables and and things like that. And and when you, when you were talking about Lennon and McCartney, it, it reminded me of the the sort of the two schools that I operate from. There's the Jerry Seinfeld school, who writes everything down and performs. He says an imitation of his best performance of that of that joke. And then there was Gary Shandling, who would who would meddle with the with the pacing and the order and the delivery and the timing and the pitch and all these things and and I think somewhere in the middle is is the, you're going to get your best best You work. know what I've suspected about that being because you know having some experience with some of these things when I heard Seinfeld say that I said you know why you think that because emotionally you have very little variance day to day No you know what I mean yeah, because yeah. you know when you're in a different mood a different way will come out funnier because yes. you're feeling it differently. Yes, absolutely. And certain people are like volatile that way. And yeah. like, you know, the same thing with like a, a song. Like a song like, exactly just, like, with a song. I'm feeling this. Yes. Feeling this way, so I'll play it this way. But if I'm not feeling this way and I try to play it that way tomorrow, it, the audience is not going to accept it. But Seinfeld is so even keeled. Yeah. All he need do is <laughs> imitate his best show. I think there's yes. something to that. Absolutely. One and tip I would give, if I was giving tips, and I'm certainly not <laughs> involved in that space, if you that's another word people use nowadays, in that space. 
Um, <laughs> you know, they say you know, in the space, in the in the in the tech space. Uh, That's not my wheelhouse, but go ahead. Yes, <laughs> wheelhouse. Um, I would say any joke written whilst you're half asleep ain't gonna work. Wow. Now that's your final. You, anyway. you can still get your wife pregnant that way, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever like sometimes I'm half asleep and I come up with something? Oh my gosh. And it yes. happens all the time. And then and, and it even seems okay once I'm fully awake. But yeah. then it never it all yeah. and not only doesn't it work, it bombs catastrophically. Wow. That that's, said, sometimes tweets written half asleep do work. That's interesting. How many that's times been my experience. the question is how many times have you written something or come up with something? Half asleep and then tried it out. Often, ten times. Maybe ten, ten times. times. Ten times. Yeah. I don't know if that's a big enough sample. I think it's a reasonable sample, especially because twelve look, we, is a significant sample. When we judge sample. a joke as comedians, <laughs> we not only judge, we do a joke, and if it doesn't work, we might do it again, and if it doesn't work, we might try a third and last time, and usually by then we'll scrap it. But not yeah. only do we, but if it doesn't work in such spectacular fashion. Right. If it I'm not talking about not working. I'm talking about stares like what is this guy what is he saying? I'm talking about a cacophonous not working. That I will that you you don't need to do 3 times. Two cacophonous is more than enough. Two wow. two dead silences is more than enough I think to 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 throw a joke away. I mean in other words we judge a joke not just by does it work but how how much does it work? Have, have, do you have any jokes that you dust off every once in a while because you can't you believe in it so much you can't believe it doesn't work and then it, I remember John Mendoza having one of the best jokes I ever heard. He said that he was a shepherd who was fired for falling asleep during inventory, <laughs> and and he said he could never get that to work and it was one of the funniest things I've well, ever I, heard I, in my I, life. I, yeah, there are topics that I've been working on sometimes for years and sometimes yeah. I finally get them right. Okay. Like uh, one topic I was working on for years is the idea of sending uh, text uh, to the wrong person. Right. And I had various variations of that yeah. joke, and none of them worked yeah. very well until I finally came up with the cousin Sheila angle. <laughs> yes. Wherein I send a text saying, We're I'm, in. Uh, <laughs> to my cousin Sheila saying, I'm horny, come over. And then I, I realized I'd send it to my cousin Sheila instead of the girl that I'm dating. And, I, and then I apologized to my cousin Sheila. I said, I'm sorry you came all the way over here. <laughs> so that, but that took me That's probably about joke. two years of playing with that yeah. concept to, uh, to, yeah. uh, to get right. See, I, but if coming out of the gate, it had gotten nothing, you probably wouldn't have gone, gone I, back I, If over. it had gotten nothing, I, I would have dismissed the particular joke, but not right. the concept. Right. The concept yeah. might still be valid. I think that's a good Even lesson. if the joke yeah. itself is not the valid. The concept, the Can, premise. I, I do want to talk about... Wait, I want to say one thing, because two, both of the things that you just said are two tips that I read in the past two days. One of which is that proximity yes. is better. Yes. So What does that mean? Well, go ahead. What does that mean? But well, Periel is an up-and-coming comic, by the way. That's what. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Or maybe I forgot it, and because no, my, my memory is not not the best. But so and also a writer. Proximity is. You, I find that if I tell a story that happened to a friend of mine from high school, it's not as funny as if I say this thing happened to my brother, or my father, or, or my aunt Sheila. Yeah. Or or cousin Sheila. Cousin yeah. Sheila. Well, yeah. the cousin Sheila joke—it had to be cousin Sheila because it, yeah. it's right, only funny were, because I'm, I'm. But that's my, another tip, which is specific. That's right. If you had said my cousin, not as funny as my cousin Sheila. That's true. Yeah, I think you're right there. Is there a cousin Sheila? No, there is not. And nor, <laughs> nor, 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 nor is there a cousin 
based on Cousin Sheila. In other <laughs> words, I never... But that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, that, that well, I appreciate it. I don't know if brilliant that's is... That's why wife jokes are funny. Complain about your wife's cooking. You don't yes. complain about uh, your right. friend's cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a restaurant. Do you ever cooking? have jokes yeah. that contradict themselves so they have to be separated by, say, 20 minutes? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm... No, I'm... Because I'm... I, yeah, I try to eliminate that because it drives me insane. But if you if you if you yeah, like in other an words, example, if you have yeah. a joke that says, "Well, in high school I never got got laid," and it's a joke and it works or whatever, and then you have another joke about some chick you banged in high school. Oh yeah, you can't do that. Well, but if you separate it by a sufficient length of time, you then might they don't notice they're being lied to. <laughs> well, a sufficient length of time divided by the attention that they pay to to Dan. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you have two great jokes and they, I don't have any jokes that contradict each other that brutally. Right. But right. I do have jokes that, that, that are better, and I, I, I should have prepared uh, a couple of exa an example no, of this. Okay. But the point is, is some jokes need to be separated because they just they don't me they they're slightly contradictory or, or they. Right. Can they have two political points of view sometimes. Or what are you going to like come out as like a Republican and a liberal? And no, it wouldn't be that drastic, but but it, it it might be. Well, I think your example is actually pretty good because you could have both those. Yeah, jokes. you could have both those jokes. Yeah. You know, uh, high school I never got laid, and then oh, this chick I banged in high school, and and. I, I would, and if they're both great jokes, beautifully written jokes, um, and they can be separated now, Louis sufficiently, would put them right back to back, and then that would be the joke too. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that yeah. could be. An it would also be interesting to point out, although that's uh, there's there's postmodern where you acknowledge these are jokes, but then there's post postmodern which says, yeah, people have done that, so it's not so modern. C can yeah. we talk about uh, bringing this more specifically to the comedy seller about your? War against the fat black pussycat. <laughs> just, to, just to give the um, listeners some background here at the Comedy <laughs> Cellar, because the the, the there's so many uh, people coming to this club know them how to open up other rooms. So we opened up a room around the corner called the Fat Black, called the Village Underground. Yes, which is that, a miracle. It's a beautiful room, wonderful room. To, it's a masterpiece. Giving us many but A lot of tweaking went into the Village Underground's arrival. But as, as as a as a space and venue equal to what we have downstairs, which is miraculous, because he caught lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> well, I read, so, I read, I, you know, there's, there's tips, <laughs> Bud Friedman tips, uh, comedy club. Uh, he tweets. Uh, oh, you so know funny. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Then he opened up a third room upstairs in the lounge area of the Fat Black Pussycat Bar that he also owns. And it's about an 80-seat lounge area no, with like, couches. Like 60 seats. 60 seats, couches, comfortable chairs. Do you, and do you nice know place to take a nap. Do you know what it's and sometimes, Gary, sometimes referred to in the, in the underground? No. The slapdash cash grab. Oh, that's not what it is. That was. I know. Oh, that's a. Rob I'm just joking. Ro oh, oh, because Robert Kelly actually was the one who really pushed me to open that room. I wasn't. Um, it has enormous potential. People like Colin Quinn use it all the time. You know, sure. Amy, Amy was Amy Schumer wanted to shoot her special there. Sure, but the people who see come to see Amy Schumer sit up at attention and That's don't right. get lulled into the to the cushions of the yeah. of the, the sofa. The, the thing about that room is you almost never get the same crowd response that you get to the other two rooms. Sometimes you get well, very little at all, and sometimes it's pretty good. But on average, it's it's significantly less. What I was just talking to Liz about was putting a drop ceiling there because yeah. part of that is just the, the, the yeah. high ceiling. Right. And laughter is contagious in a sense that if the laughs are louder, people laugh more. Kind yeah. of a positive feedback loop. So we may we may uh, tweak that. Do as you well. attribute that 
a lot of people have just attributed it to comfortable chairs and couches. People are just tired and they, they, I don't they're so comfy they fall asleep. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's the acoustics more. Do you think it's that the people who are in that room by definition don't really have their shit together because if they did they would have made reservations at one of the original rooms no we get people like that room really like, audience people like that room yeah. wow they yeah. like balancing fries and things they just on like, their they laps. like the vibe they like the kind of the alternative like yeah there's also no <laughs> tables right so the, the yeah. food is eaten on your lap i guess yeah i, I don't know yeah. yeah they like it i get yeah. i get we get compliments about it but gary's gone so far as to say he, he doesn't want to work there anymore yeah yeah, I've gone that far. No, he actually but didn't, I no, he didn't pop go that far. He did not go that far. No, he didn't. He, he went as far as to complain about the room, yeah. and I told him he didn't have yeah. to work there. Right. He, he yeah, actually yeah, never yes, said that. Yes, Okay, yeah. That's, that's the clarification. That's true. I, um, I work there, uh, but only because I don't have the, the temerity <laughs> to say I don't want to work there. And also because if I, if I said, no, I won't work there, then I, I'd rather work there than not at all. Yeah. yeah. And were I... You know, in a position to, to make demands, that might be a demand that I would make. Why? Because you think that people are just slung back in those seats? Well, I don't know the reason, as we've said. I just know that the response there is hit or miss. Yeah. Hit slash miss. It's hit slash miss. Yeah. Um, and like, having said that, I've seen I've seen people kill there. Yeah. Like, like oh yeah. And by the way, so for instance, like Will do, Will does new joke night down there. Yes. And I think it works better in that room than it might work That's in the underground. Yes. Yes. It's very informal. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Will is terrific at running that. He's great. Yeah. But he but he uses the vibe of the room becomes the vibe of the show. Yeah. And and. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see if the drop ceilings. Right, have, there, have any impact. But I, I, yeah, I had suggested a couple of tweaks. What tweaks do you, would you think might be uh, uh, workable? Well, I, I wanted a little helpful. more space between the front row and the, and the stage so that people don't rest their, their, their feet on my, my stage, right? Because I, I think they, disre they disrespect me if they think, oh, look at me. And the, it's from uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. If it's even before that, it's an old joke. Yeah, yeah. it's an old joke. And then are you in show business? Get your yeah, feet off the stage. Yeah. And then, the, and then maybe it could be as simple as putting a board underneath the cushions so that they're a little less comfortable in the, in the in the sofas. Thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, you know, to be honest, when you talk this way, I realize that I'm getting a little complacent because you know, 25 years ago, I would have taken your what you said as a clarion call to like really get on it, which I did on the underground, and I've yeah. been a little slow, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-commit yeah. uh, I mean, myself. I mean, you are a very busy man with a lot of irons and, and a number of different fires. He yeah, is busy. That being said, we've all seen him spend hours here uh, drinking Frangelico <laughs> and, and just debating with his friends. Right, but there was a How time busy when he, he really would count is. the blueberries in the muffins. Yeah, but he was right for counting the blueberries yes, in the muffins. Listen, absolutely. I love to debate with my friends. This is the this is like I told you about, you know the song Filler on the Roof. Yes. Uh, I mean, um, if I were a rich man. If I were a rich man, I think about that all the time. When I was in on vacation, I read nine hours a day, and I was in heaven. But yeah. the, but the point is, is how Noam Do you know how the verse busy Noam is is an open question. I know the verse about the greatest gift would be to sing it, study. Sing it, sing it. I'm not going to sing it for you, but. If I were rich, I'd have the time that I lack to sit in a synagogue yeah, yeah. and maybe have a seat at the Eastern Wall. Ba -da 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 -da. I would discuss the holy books with a learned man seven hours every day. But this is the part, then. 
This is the whole point of this of the song. That would be the sweetest thing of all. Wow, I've got the chills. And know him, and know him who but, is a rich man. But no, no, but let me make, do that. But let me be clear. So the whole point of this story, this song, which is lost on everybody, is that the whole thing is like, if I were rich, I'd have this one staircase going. This, but actually, at the end, the greatest thing about being rich, yeah, be able to sit around and and shoot and debate. Yep, that would be it. That's, and sink that's, himself further into his faith. Well, the faith, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, in, in Judaism, it's the faith and the arguing, and the, yeah. you know, it's that whole that, sure. that whole thing. Once again, so Noam, that's the sweetest pleasure of all. Once again, yeah. Noam rushing to the defense of the Jewish people. <laughs> no, I'm defending myself because you kind of poo pooed like the de- like I'm not debating. It. I'm like, yeah, no, I love not that. at all. That's my happiness. No, thing. no, I was questioning how yeah. busy you are because I you have I mean, so much. It's the kids. I don't like to take time away from the kids. But but as far as being busy at work, I don't I don't know how busy he is. I'm that, busy. I'm busy. That, that's another issue. But um, I, uh, do you want to talk about Gary's veganism? Okay, yeah, Gary. Ga- yes. Gary's recently gone vegan. Are, are you deep into this vegan stuff? Well, I started January first, two thousand eighteen. That was my re- resolution before the tips last year, and then so I've continued over a year. Now, so I'm, now I'm, are you heavy into the vegan philosophy of it? Like because. There's, you know, there's an answer for everything when you talk to a vegan. Do you have the like? Do you have you? No. Like, why won't you eat a, a an, an unfertilized egg that just drops out of a chicken? You know, she can't even help it. Yeah, I I just if I knew for sure that the source was a chicken who seemed to be living in. If it was your pet Re- relative chicken, comfort. I would eat it. Okay, yeah. so that's so that's yes. different because I have a vegan yes. friend who said he would not eat it. Oh really? I said you won't eat your own pet chicken egg, and he had some reason, which oh, I really? don't, yeah, which I don't think he made up. I think this, you know, like what he, he went to the, the the talking points of veganism. Interesting. But then I and my, so I so I haven't I, gone deep enough. So I let him out and say, what if uh, what if it was a free range? What if you owned the farm? No, no, because farming. Okay, what if it was a pet chicken? And you just found the egg. He yeah. Says, I wouldn't eat. It. I'm like, okay, what about a sixth month? Abortion, <laughs> and he's like, "Woman's right to choose." Right, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. really?" Yeah. So, so you won't eat an unfertilized egg, but you're okay with uh, uh, no, abortion? Not even. A, but not your, even a your tough reasons one. for veganism are mainly not health, but moral, or both? Both. Yeah, I read an essay by Michael Pollan in which he, I can't remember the philosopher or the philosophy, which talked about the fact that in 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 our society, we give equal rights to people who aren't as smart as us and if you take that a little bit further then then animals are just beings that aren't are really not as as smart as us and sh- so we should should give them the same pigs are as smart as three-year-old children they, yeah, say. they are not where do you get these factoids from fox this? news <laughs> Good answer. See? <laughs> if it, well, then maybe it's true. <laughs> I, I cannot. Pigs are not as smart as three-year-old children. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Three-year-old children can do puzzles. I think that the, uh, the pigs in this Fox News study actually <laughs> proved collusion. <laughs> I think that uh, the argument for veganism, or at least for vegetarianism, is pretty unimpeachable. I just can't do it. Right. Sure. Uh, the, no, I understand uh, the, that. The, uh, remind- I eased into it. Partially with you. We used to frequent a, a yeah, w- vegan restaurant, and I will say that people have said that it makes a significant difference if you only eat one vegan meal a week. So here's a question. So, so first of all, I'm, I'm actually quite sympathetic. I don't know about veganism, but I'm sympathetic to the idea of being concerned about the humanitarian yeah. issue Well, the of, meat of industry in America is appalling beyond measure. I'm yes. a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. But the industry as it 
works in this country is horrific. Right. I, I agree with you. And yet it's never been better. Yeah. The meat. The meat industry has never been oh. less corrupt and... I, so, so my question is this, and I, and I see an analogy here. So, you know, a lot of these um, left-wing uh, people in the news lately, like uh -huh. Ocasio-Cortez, they, they, get, they get called out for driving SUVs right. or yes, for, sure. um, like I had a guy on, a, I, I met the other day, he's like, a, he's a real labor agitator. I'm like, well, do you have an iPhone? He's, he's like, you know, in Amazon, they're peeing in bottles. I'm like, well, do you have an iPhone? He's like, yeah. I said, well, you know, they're, they're, they're no, I know. and he's like, well, but, and, and the argument's like, well, we can't shut down everything you know you can't expect me to stop driving i say well vegetarians who believe that it's you know they're concerned about the humanitarian treatment of animals they do stop eating meat you don't need to have an iphone right like my pixel phone i actually i was actually concerned is made in south korea so why not have like it's just so so you wonder sometimes about these things how much of it is i'm not i mean with you but how much of it is trendy how much of it is um thought through yeah, uh, and things like that. I I think that if you're concerned about animals, yeah, you should stop eating meat. I get that. And if you're concerned about uh, global warming, yeah, you should probably start taking the subway everywhere and, yeah. and get and do and, and and in every aspect of that you can control. Yeah. Minimize your carbon footprint, just like a vegetarian will. In every, I'm sure if you were starving, you'd eat meat. You know, if you have to, you have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But wherever you yeah. can, yes. you do it. And you know you're not going to bring yeah. down the meat industry. Right. But it's a principle. It's, but it's all best effort. So you, yeah. you can have an iPhone, but there could be other things that you could do. You could support a labor movement or... or No, no, no. If you, if you are concerned about labor, and you, and you actually have the nerve to go on TV and talk about it, you should yeah. not have an iPhone. Knowing that they're committing suicide. Wow. You, I lose all respect for you. Like, you don't even mean well, this a little bit. The iPhone, it's just, the iPhone is just too good. Right. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. But you want everyone else to, you know. Well, John Stossel, who was on the show not that long ago, said that whatever we do for global warming, it doesn't make a difference. Like, you could do every, America, every single American, I'm paraphrasing, this might he not said be America right. could shut down, and it would not change the trajectory of global warming. This is correct. I've, I've researched this. It sounds like such an insane thing to say. Because China and India... Are, are they have billions of people if, if, and they have a right, much? But it wouldn't make if, things. If it, it wouldn't, wouldn't make, make a difference, worse. If it wouldn't no. make a difference, there's a reason. There's that's rational not to do it. Yes. But what? But not eating a cow is making a big difference to that, to cow. that cow. Yeah. So so whatever little you do as a vegan or vegetarian, you are making some difference. In in order to combat global warming, we're going to have to figure out some way to reverse it. I agree with that. Yeah. So, but saying there's nothing we can do throwing up our hands, I don't think is going to lead to I, people I studying agree. to You're reverse it. To Look, the choir. But I haven't taken anything John Stossel said seriously since he got beat up by that wrestler on 2020 a long time ago. <laughs> our, 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 by the way, your memory is very good. <laughs> so anyway, we're fundamentally not serious about global warming because we do actually have a solution to global warming right now. Which is nuclear energy. Yes, yes. And That's it, such a tough yes, and, right? And, and, come on because now. Because environmentalists are against nuclear energy, and it is the answer. And yeah. it means I'm they're not serious. Yes, and I'm also, or, the, or they're, they're, they're brainwashed, I think. 
I, I don't know what but, the hell they're the, thinking. The, the other side of that, there was something else that I was thinking of recently. Oh, GMO. I have no problem eating anything GMO. I don't oh, care like about that. That is not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's not dangerous, no. Yeah. They're nuts. But it's, I mean, just, the, it's it, yes, it's foolish and anti-science. If you think civilization is going to end in 12 years, and we don't have or 100 the or whatever. Well, yeah. AOC's been saying 12 years or you know, civilization I don't think you said it's going to end. Uh, that we will be we will she didn't say it was going to end, but she 12 well, years was the number like we're going like we're going to have irreparable like the shit's going to hit the fan in 12 years yeah. kind of. Then and you don't have the technology today to adjust to this, but we do have nuclear. So you build nuclear now, yeah. and then as soon as you can leave it behind, you leave it behind. Right. And yes, there might be a nuclear accident. Yes. And maybe a hundred people will so die. Maybe unlikely, a thousand, though. Well, maybe a thousand people will die. Yeah. It's it's a nothing. You you can't even put that on the other side of equation with right. civilization. Yes. You know, ending. I spend so much time putting <laughs> things on the other sides of equations. I don't know if you do. <laughs> of course. But I, I I just because the numbers we're dealing with. That's why I, I've, I've been reading this excellent book that I don't, I'm sure people have debunked or whatever as they do anything, but I find Steven Pinker very, very interesting. He wrote a book called Enlightenment Now, which is sort of an update of the better angels of our nature. Any, anyhow, he, he talks about a lot of the things we're, we're talking about. Yes, there Did are. Did he talk about nuclear? Yes. Oh. He's in favor of nuclear energy as an answer to, to global warming, but he, he, he says that. Yes, some terrible things happen. A nuclear accident did happen, but it's an anecdote, not a trend. And a and, and an anecdote doesn't make a trend, and a trend doesn't make an epidemic. And people, it's insanity, yeah. Gary. Yes, it is insanity. I mean, seventy thousand people died. Of, I learned this yesterday. Seventy thousand people died of opioids this this year. Yes. I, I mean, there's you know, there's death everywhere. A car accident is much more likely to kill you than any of the things that we're going crazy trying to prevent. That's, that's right. Yes. So then you so the, okay, so then somebody from my political persuasion exponentially uh, asks, okay, so what's going on there? Are they unserious about global warming or are they not smart enough to do this simple arithmetic? Like how could somebody who makes this such an important issue to themselves if if I had AOC here. What would she? What would her reason be? Is she, is she anti-nuclear? Yeah, well, or is well, she not pronounced it's an not, opinion? It's not, a, it's not a part. The Green New Deal should be. Yeah. Tomorrow we build all the nuclear plants we can, yes. and with the time that that or buys use some us, some of the ones we already have. Well, use the ones we have. Build all yeah. that we can, and with the time that that buys us, we devote all our attention to trying to find a permanent solution to this. If that's that's the only rational Green New Deal there is. First step, build all the nuclear power plants. How much plants. would it help if I went back to my non-electric toothbrush? Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> With your gingivitis? Oh, Actually, I have, I have very good teeth. Uh, no, I'm take, Death comes in I through the very gums. Good That's really good to know. Teeth, and, and my gums are pretty good. Yeah. My teeth are A+, plus, my gums are, say, B+. Plus. The gums are all that matters. Yeah, gums could lead to serious but I, heart disease. You can hold on to the worst teeth with good gums. Be that as it may, your your point about my gums was was uh, simply wrong. You know, a lot of Western, a lot of uh, Ashkenazi Jews have bad gums. Well, I didn't know that, but I'm the yeah. exception to that particular rule. I'm not the exception to the big nose rule or the annoying rule. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let me ask a question, Dan. Do yeah. you think there's truth to any of the Jewish stereotypes? Well, certainly there's truth to physical stereotypes. Um, obviously, you put Gary and Rutger Hauer side by side and say, which one is Dutch? I'm <laughs> wow. likely to guess Rutger Hauer. But I, I, that's a great, oh my gosh. And, Dutch, and, and, Rutger Hauer. See, that's a brilliant joke. 
Well, I don't know if it's a joke, but it's whatever it is. It's, I, and I would say the same thing about putting Rutger next no to him. No proximity. By the way, Rutger Howard. No, 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 <laughs> but the specificity. Specific. 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 And Rutger Howard is a very funny expression. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> as far as other stereotypes are concerned, uh, <laughs> Jews and money. Well, statistically, Jews have more money. So I guess yeah, are, there, are, there Jews is more, are Jews more concerned with money, Dan? They might be. I don't know about that for sure. Well, I've heard um, several people say that the Jamaicans are the Jews of the Caribbean. Oi. And that... What does that mean? That it's not... No, that the answer is no. Why are you dropping that penny, man? The answer is no? (laughs) The answer is no, that Jews are not more concerned with money. That there are many... And then also the Chinese are the yellow Jews. A Chinese person told me that. Interesting. I have a theory, and it it could probably be... picked apart but but that it's it's I, I hate to refer to it as cheapness but it's it comes from being poor and and struggling. well you could and, say and that and it comes from the, the fact that you could yeah that you could lose everything in a moment but not even from the holocaust they've been chased out of every country we, we've ever been in except to, uh, uh, america i so see, far my experience is not that jews are God it's not, it's so not that far. jews are cheap but there is, and Colin Quinn talked about this a little bit, there is a lack of... Can we get a Gentile sh- in here to maybe speak? The, the, there's a speak lack of this. shame sometimes. Like, I had dinner with somebody recently. I just Jim met Norton. First, I'm talking, Dan. I'm sorry. I had dinner with this guy for the first time, you know, in the restaurant. I just met him, and he's like, I was like, how you doing? He goes, oh, well, you know, it's a little bit slow tonight. You know, the numbers are going to... And he like, immediately starts oh, spouting yeah. out, like, yeah. financial numbers. Uh, I'm like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And Tacky. And, yeah, it was it was a certain tacky thing that somehow I I imagine it was like a cultural thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Right. Clearly, we recognize uh, talking to other Jews. Yeah, we find ourselves revolting. But I don't. But I don't. But they're not bad tippers. They're not ungenerous. No. I don't find cheapness is not the actual. Doesn't is not the exact. It's not a perfect fit. Right. Do you feel that Jews are more likely to say? Go into fields that are highly remunerative. No, I don't feel that. Whereas a smart Gentile might say become an archaeologist or a zoologist or something. Would a Jew more likely to become a bond trader? I don't know. A lot of Jews go into creative yeah. fields and and well, and speaking, as a, speaking as a Jew in a creative field, I honestly God, I thought he was going to make money. <laughs> <laughs> as, as crazy as that sounds, one stereotype that is absolutely true is Jewish. Clickiness. Witness, for example, this podcast. Wow. Well, Jews, look, Jews are into everything. And, you know, Barry Weiss talked about uh, anti-Semitism. She said, that well, you know, the Jews are the capitalists and the Jews are the communists and blah, blah, blah. And, and, yeah. and she, so she, she was yeah. making the point that, yeah. like, that it's contradictory. I'm like, yeah. you know what? But they are the capitalists and they are the communists. Like, if you, if you look at the history of the Russian Revolution, yeah. it was like half of them... We're Jews. Oh, and no. no, that's you. Cap- I don't know where you read that statistic. There were certainly prominent Jews in the movement, but yeah, ha- I, not half of them. There, yeah, there was a famous train ride where Lenin and Trotsky and, everybody, and apparently half the people on that train. Well, ride. That, sure, that train. Yes, but doesn't Israel? Uh, the train is the only train that okay, ran. But this, this was yeah, a, all the other trains ran on, on okay, Shabbat. If it's not half, <laughs> this was a tiny percentage of Russia. And Jews were heavily. J- J- Jews are very loud, so you have a lot of I, Jews. <laughs> That a lot of Jews well, that are anti-Trump, and you have uh, a lot of Jews in Trump's corner. And they're way, both equally as, as 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 abrasive. Karl Marx was Jewish too, just just you know. To, to, but but and they are the capitalists, and and they just seem to be involved in 
Like, whatever they decide to get involved in, yeah. they make themselves known in some way, which is Though kind of I have not met a Jewish zoologist, and I think that Jews do not also generally How go into... How many zoologists have you I've met? I've never met a zoologist. I've met a Jewish And I know a number of Jewish veterinarians. But, but I don't know any Jews that have field, gone into, like, very <laughs> dangerous fields. Like, Jews are not into doing shit that's, like, dangerous. Well, except in the Israeli army, like, Antebi, like, is, like yeah. <laughs> driving Israelis it with a black girl. Israelis don't count. Israelis don't count. What do you mean Israelis don't Israelis count? Israelis are very different than American Jews. Well, that, that's quite an easy way to just to just prove your point by just disqualify all the people who, who contradict it. I, ha I have to no, sign no, you can't off go. now. Yeah. Where are you going to, Gary? Uh, Littlefield in Brooklyn. I don't know what that is, but uh, five, can five more minutes. Uh, I really can't. I'm, I, I should have left five Did, minutes ago. We were supposed to have Sam Morrow, but yeah. he didn't show up like a Jew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just blew us yeah. off. Is but there anybody? You, this was, is this there was any, delightful. Thank, is there anybody around that we can bring into our no, discussion? We can, you know what? We're going to cut in some of Gary's uh, comedies. I'm a pretty good, uh, pretty good athlete. I started off my. I love basketball. That's my favorite. I started off my my basketball career in the very prestigious, very competitive, very cutthroat. Jewish Community Center Basketball League. <laughs> the JCC. The JCC was a wonderful microcosm of Jewish thinking. Because we're a very cautious group, the Jews. Which you can understand, we've been in a couple of pickles over the years. <laughs> Generally, lose everything we have every 65 years. And it's been like 67. So if your Jews are on edge, you'll have to understand. <laughs> but this goes beyond caution into the realm of lunacy. The Jewish Community Center Basketball League was a, a league for uh, 12 and under Jewish boys. And they installed collapsible rims on the hoops. <laughs> there wasn't a kid in the league who could grab net and yet the rims were collapsible, which is such Jewish thinking. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Better safe than sorry, Gary. But you better n no. You never know. Nah. Sometimes you know. <laughs> there are certain precedents as far as smashing backboards. In the history of the NBA, four people have smashed a backboard. Not a single one was a 10-year-old Jew. <laughs> More 10-year-old Jews have played chunk in the Goonies <laughs> than have smashed a backboard playing basketball. You're probably not chunk, but it's more likely you are than you smashed a backboard playing basketball. And I remember I told my mom about this. She says, well, Gary, maybe it's for the fathers. Did you think about that? Yes, I thought about it and I immediately dismissed it. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, it's for the fathers. It's for the only group of people less likely to smash a backboard. The 45-year-old Black Sox with Air Jordans fathers. They're, they're not only dunking, they're dunking so ferociously that they're shattering glass backboards. Yes, yes. Dr. Barry Rosenthal got off on a break Monday night. And he filled the lane, and Avi Lieberman, attorney at law, threw him a no-look oop. Rosenthal timed it perfectly, came down like a house of fire. Shards of glass went everywhere. Dr. Mel Rabinowitz, your orthodontist, you have an appointment for a tightening on Wednesday. 
I'll call to confirm because he received lacerations about his forehead and neck. He was treated and released, Baruch Hashem. But now, <laughs> now, the Rabinowitzes is suing the JCC. Spalding basketball for making a, a defective, well, they feel they were negligent. They feel that the Spalding basketball should come with a parachute in case such a thing happens. And they're suing Dr. James Naismith's estate for inventing a basketball game that was so violent. So very, very violent, Gary. <laughs> oh, it's... It's exhausting. Did what about this Zimmerman character? Zimmerman, would you... No, we need a Gentile. He's, he is Gentile. Zimmerman? Yes. It's a German name. Zimmerman. He's not Gentile. Yes, he is. You're German? Does Esty know that? Does Esty know that you're German? Hey, Jim. I, Jim has sat down for just a spell. Does Esty know that guy. you're not Jewish? I hope <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't. What are you guys talking about? We're just talking about Jews and stereotypes. And we want a true. Gentile opinion. Sit, sit down. We want, oh. and we want a, a German's opinion. <laughs> are you just uh, how many generations away from Germany are you? I'm, I'm Swiss. We're the friendly people. Oh, you're Swiss. Good job, Dan. What would friendly you like to know people. about Dan? We'd like to know if you found Jews to, to, to be a cheaper or more money-oriented than non-Jews. <laughs> Um, Colin pointed out that Jews just talk about it more. I think they're just more honest about money. They, they're comfortable with it. Whereas most people have that fake humility around money, and Jews will just talk about it. No, I don't, I don't think they're any money hungrier than anybody else. I've never noticed that. And the German point of view? The Swiss German. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in West Virginia. I never knew a single stereotype about Jewish people, basically until I got to New York. Yeah. Two nice like, posters hanging up, and that was about it. <laughs> People in West Virginia uh, don't really know much about, know much about, or have any negative things to say. Right, let's get off Jews. Let's talk about something else. We have a few minutes. What's on your Actually, mind these days? They're not. Um, I'm going on stage. And yeah, Zimmerman we, we has a, to go. Where are you going? Five, five minutes anyway. What's that? I said I don't know if you can stay for oh, another. I'm going couple. to Village Underground in in ten minutes to do a spot. Jim, what's your take on the Mueller and the and Trump and the investigation and everything? I just don't care about it. I don't. Okay. I don't care about it. I'm sick of hearing about it. They, I don't think they found anything. I'm bored with everybody hating Trump. Like, I get it. He says some argumentative things. You don't have to like the guy. But you think I, you might vote for him? In, in, in I don't know if I'd vote for him because I don't like where he stands on, like, certain trans issues and other stuff. Like, there's certain things he does that I don't like, but I don't hate him. Like, I'm bored with every fucking late-night show host having the exact same opinion, the exact same angle. It's like, could one of you guys mix it up a little? Like, just a little. Like, one new joke that, that's not... I know where this is going. The orange, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I find myself just bored with all of it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Do you think, you don't think they're gonna, Mueller's gonna find any collusion? No. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I do mean, you follow uh, politics? Uh, just a little bit. I mean, it just seems like it's tracking, it just seems like it's tracking that way, but it just, it's just gonna take all four years to get there, it seems it's like. Tracking that way that they're not gonna find it. It seems like it's tracking that they're gonna find criminal stuff on him. Okay, but the thing is, yeah, you, you, you take a, a real estate guy in New York and, uh, you know, you're going to yeah. find something that sure. some, and, and you don't even know if it's criminal. It's just like, you, usually these, I'll tell you as a business owner, usually where you get hung up is that some of the laws are not clear. Yeah. And you ask your accountant, can I take this deduction? Can he says, well, uh, and then you say, well, what happens if I do it? Well, they might disallow it. You might pay a penalty, you know. Now, if he tells you it might be criminal, then you wouldn't do it. But the point is that, Usually when a guy like that gets in trouble, something like that, it's, I, I would imagine it's something like that. It could, be a, it could be a criminal scheme, but we didn't investigate the president for four years to find 
to take a you know an X-ray to everything he a microscope to everything he did you know prior. It was to find out if he was a Russian spy. Yeah, it's crazy. And if he's not a Russian spy, I'm not that concerned whether he paid off his mistress or you. Well, exactly. I don't think it's I don't think it's as boring as Jim saying because. When when has a U.S. president ever been questioned about possibly being a Russian spy? Well, the question is, is it, yeah, it, oh, it's not boring, but it's become, it's gone on for a long time. What's that? It's gone on for a very long yeah, time, I just and think it's really it's, about time that they, they end this. I just think it's going to be an all-four-year thing, and then it might prevent him from being a second-term president, yeah. but I just think it's going to be the whole four years. I don't think he's going to be a second-term president. But anyway. doesn't it take a long time to investigate like criminal acts as a rule? Not, I've never heard of anything taking this long. No, I mean, you know, I don't know. I suppose it could be. I mean, it takes. If they were hoping, this is the thing. They were hoping that people would flip. So what they do is it takes a long time to find the evidence on these lower people, find something they did criminal, which is not related to Trump, not related, to, and then and then sentence them or at the last and then hopefully you know right at the last minute they'll say okay okay i'll tell you everything i know but that takes years but then at the end if it turns out they don't know anything then you're you know you, 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 the whole thing goes up in, in a puff do you think that he's a russian spy he can't be. i told you he can't be the the reason he can't be is because if in my opinion if Mueller had information that for instance Donald Trump was talking about pulling out of NATO because Putin told him to, or Donald Trump pulling out of Syria because Putin told him to, kind of doing irreparable, da irreparable damage to the world. And Mueller knows that this is because he's, he has to come forward immediately. He can't say, well, I'm going you know, to take my time. I'll tell you two years from now. And after Trump has you know, totally fucked the world from the Russian point of view, done everything the Russians want, then we'll announce why he did it, even though we can't. Humpty Dumpty is already falling apart. So I'm looking no. at Zimmerman's face, and I'm saying to myself, this is not of great interest to him. No, it is. I wish... Sounds like a George Do you understand my logic? Like, he'd have to come... If Mueller had evidence that Trump was a Russian spy... Don't get very deep into this. I got the feeling Zimmerman, maybe it's, it's, this is it's not... It's not deep at all. It's actually, it's actually a total bird's-eye view. It's like, you know what? If he knew something, he'd have to tell us because it's too dangerous to have a Russian spy as president. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm interested. I just... I don't have the answers. I, I just seems like the people going getting charged around him is going to eventually get to him, does it not? That's my only logic. It might get to him about something. Like, yeah. Does, why does Michael Cohen have information about something Donald Trump has done wrong? Yeah, he probably does. Well, why do you not have any accent to speak of? He does. I don't hear it. And I'm still stuck on the fact that his last name is Zimmerman and he's not Jewish. That's a very, very common. Well, if you might leave the borough of Brooklyn once in a while, yeah. you might know that. Zimmerman means carpenter in German. My last name is German, Ashenbrand. It means burnt ashes. Oh, right. But I am oh, Jewish. Must, that's, wow. Oh, my God. The jokes. <laughs> but uh, the Zimmerman telegram. Remember in World War I, the Zimmerman telegram? That no. was uh, some German that tried to get Mexico to fight the United States in the First World War. It was a, Zimmer, it was a German attache named Zimmerman. There you go. But Zimmerman is a very popular Jewish it last is, name yes, also. Yes, because we had lived there for a certain period of time. <laughs> what does burnt, burnt ashes but, mean? But, I think it was like a Holocaust joke. No, I'm saying, but ashes are ashes are burnt. I mean, ashes are a product of burning. Do they I actually take ashes? Yeah. Zimmy has to go. Zimmy, where are you going? You're going to the underground. I got the village underground. <laughs> what are your spot? thoughts on the fat black pussycat? Yeah, the room, the fat black pussycat. Because Gary is is not a fan. But oh, I, I love it. Gary's the only one I've heard who's who's not a fan. It's just not as it's just not as hot as the two other rooms, but it's still a good. It's still a, a great room. Zimmy, you got to remember, it's from West Virginia. And uh, <laughs> compared to the rooms there, sure, it's good. 
the fat black pussy cat's a great room. I, I mean, I don't understand. It's 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 like the McDougal's awesome. Village Underground's awesome. Maybe then, we're just spoiled. Yeah, you're just we're just spoiled. We're just spoiled, and 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 no, you know, I mean, it's like if your if your shower pressure is you're used to it at a certain level, then even mediocre becomes intolerable. That's a very good point, Dan. You know, so so I'm used to explosions, and I'm getting, you know, a lighter pressure over at the fat black <laughs> pussycat. I'm you mixing gotta, my metaphors, but you get the you idea. You got to earn the you got to earn the joke more there, I would say. All right, you're putting a positive spin on it. You're, you're saying it's more of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, but but the other the other two rooms are hot hot crowds, right? That's the point. The point so is you're getting. Wanna, we want all three to be perfect. Hot baby. Perfect hot rooms. <laughs> all right, we we are at. at I uh, guess we're out of time. We normally we try to give the people a little extra time. By the way, can we give out our our, our email? Podcast no? at comedyseller.com. Podcast at comedyseller.com. We want your feedback. How well the hell else are we supposed to know? What you don't like and what you like. And you can find Dan on Instagram also, which is a good thing. Yes, I don't post very fo- often. I, I, we, we didn't talk about the Howard Stern, Wendy Williams thing. Well, we I, don't have oh. time. Okay. Uh, we do have time, but we, I don't have the energy. Okay. <laughs> um, podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Please give us your feedback. Let us help you. Help us help you. What kind of questions do you want to hear from them? What I want, want to hear to what know? they like, where they'd like this podcast to go. This is a we, this is the, the nation's leading trans genre podcast. That's right. We're, we're, we, we are a little bit of everything. We're politics. We're, we're, uh, it's not we're, a little bit of everything. It's politics, pop culture, and comedy. And Jewy stuff. And Jewy stuff. And yeah. I think we're too Jewy, but, but Noam feels that I'm being self-hating. No, no, we probably are. We probably are. Just, it's just like... Lately, there's been a lot of Jewy stuff in the news. That's I why. Don't think, yeah. it, I don't think the show is too Jewy. I just think that we're Jewy, but I, we're Jews. I want to be more Jewy. I always hang out with Jewish people. We so. have a very diverse roster of people who come on the show. <laughs> Except for the past two nights, it's been all Jews. <laughs> Gary Goldman, David Frum, uh, John Stossel, <laughs> Jews, everyone. Okay. Yes, and these aren't like William Shatner Jews. These are these are hardcore Jews. I have one Jewish question. When you meet another Jewish person, is there like a a thing where you're like, "Hey, we're both we're both Jewish," and you wink at each other a little bit? Well, there's no wink that goes on. First of all, it's a mating dance. It's a secret handshake. In other words, I see somebody, I say that he might be Jewish. So I don't know for sure. Say I'm, I meet uh, Periel. I say, "Hey, Periel Asherman." Oh, that's an interesting name, Periel. <laughs> what kind of name is that? And she would say Israeli. Then I'd say. Oh, you don't say. What, what part of... And just to make double sure, because there are non-Jews in Israel, albeit small in number, I might say, oh, so were you in the army? <laughs> so, you know, you don't, you don't know right away. So I've, I have like a two on. black people know right away. I, we have to say, what do you do for a living? If I hear, oh, I'm actually a, a, a police diver, then I would say, okay, he's probably just Italian. Yeah, yeah. If, if he said, I'm a dermatologist... And I'd say he's probably Jewish. So people always ask me. People always do what you're doing to her. And I always end up saying no. So what happens if I say yes? Well, what? they say, where are you from? And you say, West Virginia. That's the end of the discussion. <laughs> well, if you say yes, you're going to hear some stuff. You need to say yes. Go right. undercover. There's really nothing you're going to hear that you wouldn't necessarily hear anyway. We, the Holocaust <laughs> did happen. We're not going to say, hey, can you believe these idiots think the Holocaust happened? It did. So there's really nothing you're going to hear anyway. But right. we might. But that said... 
I might bring up something Hebrew school because I think maybe you can relate to it. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I had, I had, I met somebody recently, and we were talking about. I never met before, and we were talking about uh, the Arab-Israeli conflict, and he was very like-minded to me. Uh, uh, but then he came out with some some remarks about the Palestinians, which I which I regarded as racist, you know, and I and 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 I and I was turned off to him, and but he wouldn't have said that if he. You know, if if he didn't think I was Jewish, he thought for some reason that he was going to have a, a a sympathetic ear to that kind of thing. Now, having said that, just for people listening, that's very unusual. Like I don't sell, I very very seldom have heard people talk like the way I heard this guy talk. But yeah, you know, people think that no one's listening. They will they will sometimes let their hair down mm. in a way of of all racism. Yeah, I'm sure if you talk to if you if you if you could uh, listen in on Keith Robinson's cell phone, <laughs> I bet you hear some <laughs> shit about white people. I'll tell you that right. now. <laughs> No question yeah, in my mind. I think mind. you could hear that regardless of whether you're listening to his cell phone. Yeah. All right, we ha we have to wrap it up. Cool. I'm going to run to the VU. Okay. I'm going to run to the VU. Thank, Thank you, you for so We'll have you back. I actually had told Periel to put you on the schedule. You're Love on my list. Back. You're on my list. Good night, everybody. Good night.